The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 127. Airbnb originally started in 2008 as airbedandbreakfast.com when its founders needed to figure out a way to help pay their rent. I don't think that's an issue anymore now that it's valued at over $10 billion. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who is able to convince me to leave the beauty and beaches of Southeast Asia to head home to the cold, cold winters of Philadelphia over Christmas, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heather. Hi, everyone. Trev, are you trying to make me out into the bad guy here? No, I actually, in the beginning, was playing a little bit of Scrooge and did not want to come home for Christmas. It was not planned. Heather kind of came up with the idea once it was raining a lot here in Bali. And I am actually really happy that we're going home now for Christmas. So a spur of the moment tickets that we were able to book with our United Miles end up only costing us, what, $150 each round trip to go home for the holidays and then come back in mid-January. Yeah, and you really booked an epic adventure for us with these tickets with stopovers and open jaws and enough to blow your mind. Yeah, we're (laughs) flying out of Bali back into Philadelphia actually over the weekend. We'll be in Philadelphia for a month and then we're going to Philadelphia stopping over in Istanbul for the first time. So we'll be there for like two and a half weeks. So if anyone has recommendations on stuff to do in Istanbul, be sure to let us know. And then instead of flying back to Bali, we're actually flying into Burma for the first time into Mandalay. So yeah, so lots of new adventures coming our way. Yeah, and we will be home for Christmas. So we're really excited about that. And I am I really am glad that you talked me into it over time because now I'm really actually excited to be going home. Not about the weather, but to see friends and family. It's always nice. Well, I'm happy about that. And if you guys are looking for some Christmas gifts to get travelers, either friends or family members, or maybe you're going to treat yourself because you're a traveler, we did just do an epic Christmas post. There are 33 favorite gifts for travelers running the gamut of all types of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud and excited of this list because everything on there is something we either have or desperately want. So I feel like we have pretty good judgment and pretty good taste. So if we want it, then you should want it. (laughs) Yeah, and if you guys haven't listened, we've done it. We did it in podcast form and we did it in a post form as well. We've linked everything up. It took us 15 hours roughly to actually make that post, to get the pictures, to link them up, to get them to be centered. Gift guides are harder than people thing. So if you frequent a lot of blogs and other websites have these gift guides, then you should feel pretty grateful because it does take quite a bit of time. Yeah, but a crazy post. And we're really excited about this stuff on there. We think a lot of you guys will love it. We did it last year and got some amazing feedback of people saying, thank you so much. I had no idea what to get my husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever, any type of traveler. So yeah, 
check that out. You can go, It's like we said, it's in the post format and everything's linked up there. Of course, you can listen to it in podcast format as well, since we know you guys like the podcast. And today we have a really fun podcast. We're really excited about this. And we're going to be talking about how to score amazing apartments when traveling. And renting apartments has become, I was going to say it's a fad, but it's not really a fad. It's a trend. It's become a lot more popular over the last, what would you say, five or six years with travelers? Yeah. And a lot of people ask us, I mean, we rent apartments pretty frequently. A lot of people ask us how we do it. They sometimes think it's difficult or inconvenient. So we're here to talk about our strategies and how we score some of the best places. Weeding through all of the listings can be overwhelming. It really is one of our favorite ways now to stay when traveling. We're going to get into why that is. Why don't we list out, I mean, so you know that we are quote unquote, experts here. Here are some of the places that we've stayed. I think we've hit them all, though we might remember some more as this jogs our memory. We've done apartment in London with six different with six people. We did an apartment with Berlin for four people. We've been in apartment in Split, Florence, a farmhouse in Tuscany, Rome, Venice, Portland, Oregon, Porto, Paris, Chiang Mai, New York, and in Ubud as well. Yeah, I think that's all. So we've we've done apartments all over the world. We've even talked my parents into doing apartments on their Spain and Portugal trip. So if they can do it and they can figure it out, you guys can figure it out too. So I'll give you a little brief rundown of what we're going to hit on here. We're going to tell you why we like apartment rentals, and we're going to talk about a few of the downsides and why those aren't really downsides how if they you know can what be you're doing. Avoided. Right. Then we're going to talk about how you can look for apartments. What are some of the best sites to look for apartments on? We're going to talk about our specific strategies for finding good apartments so that you don't have bad experiences. Then we're going to talk about how we get good deals. You know, the listed price is not always the price you pay. And then lastly, we're going to talk about just some general tips to make your stay in an apartment overall very good. So Heath, let's get into it here. We have to convince people why we like apartment rentals before we tell them how to do it. Okay. Well, one of the reasons why we really like apartments is because they're usually cheaper than a hotel, especially if you're with a group of people. Yeah, definitely. If you're with a group, I mean, if you're with like we did six people in London, well, that would have been three hotel rooms. They're not really going to give us a deal on three hotel rooms if we say, hey, we want to come and book three of them. But whereas an apartment, if it's $100 for two people, it might only be 150 for four, you know, 200 for six. You guys can do the math. So definitely cheaper than hotels most of the time, especially in groups. We also have like it because it has more space, typically. Yeah, usually you have more room to spread out. I mean, most of the time. Sometimes in those city apartments, they can be quite small, but usually there's more space. There's usually a kitchen or at least, you know, some little prepping area so that you don't have to eat out every night. Um, Sometimes we even had a washing machine, which is really convenient. Yeah, I really like that you have the kind of trappings of a home. Usually someone is living in there at some point with a kitchen, with a washing machine, all types of those little things that you won't get in an apartment. I also like the fact that they're unique. You know, every apartment's going to be different. Um, sometimes that can be a really good thing. Sometimes it can be not so good, but it's overall, you know, you know what you're getting when you go into a, a hotel room for the most part. But in apartments, they're all going to be unique. So I really like that as well. Yeah. And with apartments, usually they're in a neighborhood that's cool. I mean, especially if you do a little bit of research, hotels are often, you know, clumped together in some area of a city, maybe more of a business area or next to the museums or whatever. But 
Apartments are usually in a cool neighborhood, so you can really feel the vibe of a city feel, kind of like a local. It's a little more authentic, wouldn't you say, Trav? I definitely think it's more authentic. We had this exact situation happen to us in Venice. In Venice, it's obviously very congested with tourists, and they're all in basically one area where all the hotels are right near the Rialto Bridge and all that stuff. And it's just jam-packed with tourists. We stayed in Canareggio, right? Canareggio. Something like that. Which is kind of in the north. It's in the northwest. And one of the reasons we decided to stay there was when we we did a little bit of research and looked into the, I think, six regions of Venice, said this is a local's place. You know, you're not going to get hotels here or anything like that. And so we're only a 10-minute walk from where everything was going on and happening in the main tour chair. But at night, we'd go back and we felt like we were living, well, we were living amongst the locals. I think that was a really neat experience. Yeah, and another example of literally one of the best neighborhoods we've ever stayed in was in Berlin. We were there with our friends, Courtney and Calum, and we'd booked this amazing go with O apartment. And it wasn't really that cheap. It was kind of like more of a splurge. I think it was about $100 a night for each couple, but that's still pretty reasonable. And it was beautiful. And it was beautiful. It was a big apartment and you walked out onto the street that was just like thriving with people and like, you know, it's kind of a really hip area to be staying in. And we found out it was one of like the coolest neighborhoods in all of Berlin. Right. There was no hotels really around it at all, but it was just a trendy, it was a lot of younger people. bars, yeah. Yeah, but no, no hotels had made inroads there because it was just becoming, it already become gentrified, but it was, you know, in the last five years it become hip. So we really loved that. I And, you know, lastly, one of the things that we love about staying in apartments is that when you rent an apartment, you know, you can usually ask the host for recommendations. And that, well, I mean, we always do that, whether we get good recommendations or not is another matter. But I would say 90% of the time, we get some awesome recommendations from the host because that's their neighborhood. You know, they're really interested in telling someone if they've opened up their place on Airbnb or something like that, they want someone to have the best experience. So they know the local flavor of that neighborhood in that area better than, you know, a guidebook or something like that because yeah. they actually live there. Or a, a concierge who's getting like kickbacks from a hotel around the corner or a restaurant around the corner. And also, I mean, we've become, you know, not maybe not best friends, but, you know, we develop relationships with the host. Then if we ever go back to that area, like if we went back to Split, we could get a hold of Natasha and like, Really, yeah. We still, you know, email, she still yeah. emails us. We email her. We bit. Uh, we just did a post. If you guys saw on the blog about the farmhouse in Tuscany, we stayed at. We're very good friends with Francesca and David. Actually, every time I put a picture on Facebook, Francesca likes it. So, <laughs> thank you, Francesca. Yeah, great couple. But so, you just you you become you have more relationship. Like you said, it's it's not as antiseptic as staying in a hotel. So those are all the reasons that we like apartment rooms. There are a few quote-unquote downsides or things to be aware of that are a little different than hotels. Yeah, I think the thing that we hear the most is people that ask us, you know, about our experience. They say it's kind of hard to check in, whereas you go into a hotel, it doesn't matter. Usually it's 24-hour service. But it's hard to contact the host sometimes. You have to really be aware of a meeting time and a spot and have directions there. There's a little more legwork that has to go into on both sides. You have to plan it in advance more. You usually can't just show up. Like, you know, some hotels you can show up, go in the lobby and see if they have a room and, you know, there's going to be a, a concierge there or something like that. You know, so there's a little more legwork to it and there's a little more planning in advance. But outside of that, the only other 
downside that we hear a lot from people or, or worries of people is that they say, well, what if there's a big issue? Like, can't there be a big issue? They feel like because it's an apartment versus a hotel that if there is an issue, who do they go to and things like that? And we we understand that to some degree. Yeah, and we have and. The thing with that, which we'll talk about more later, is doing some research knowing that you're going to have a good host because usually people who are renting these apartments, it's their business, right? So they want you to have a good time. They don't want there to be problems because they want more people coming. So we found that most hosts are really... Yeah, acceptable. I mean, right. really, really excited to have you there. And they're really, you know, they're out to make your experience as good as possible. So the few downsides that like we said, hard to kind of check in or you need to do a little bit of planning in advance. And if there is an issue, you know, people get worried about that. All of those can kind of be waylaid by just taking a little bit of initiative and making sure that you are planned and are a little more prepared. And then those downsides are gone. Let's talk about some places to look for apartments because everyone knows the big one probably. Yeah, of course, Airbnb. And I think that's one of the reasons that apartment rentals have become so popular is that is, it, it really is global now. I mean, every corner of the world, we were in rural China, there was Airbnb places. Now, we didn't stay in them, but there was even stuff all the way out in like the Tibetan Plateau area that we were at on Airbnb. So it really does have its tentacles everywhere. And I really, Airbnb is a very, very good platform and one that we use all the time. So if if you want to start looking at apartment rentals, if you haven't heard of Airbnb, that is by far the biggest one. Will you also, if you do sign up through our link, we'll get $25 for referring you. You'll also get $25 off your first stay. So it's really a win-win so there. So that's that will be a link up on the blog. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can get that extrapackofpeants.com slash pods. Go to our show notes. You can also go to our resources page, extrapackofpeants.com slash resources. Sign up that way. Just, you know, it's a win-win for both of us. There's a few others that we've used though as well. Go with O. We've had really great experiences within Europe. Yeah, that's just in Europe, though, in major cities. So it's not as widespread as Airbnb, but we've always had excellent, excellent times there. Yeah, Go with O is a little different in Airbnb is that there's a little more of a vetting process. You Not anyone can just put their apartment up like you can on Airbnb. Uh, Go with O actually... Kind as of a has, company, yeah, has goes, a company has more control over. Goes to the apartments, checks them out. Sometimes helps people take the pictures. You have to keep a certain uh, review percentage and things like that. So again, there are about seventeen big regions in Europe, but we've had really fantastic experiences with them. And then there are a few more that we actually haven't personally used, but are getting quite big now, which is HomeAway, HomeAway, VRBO, Nine Flats. They're all HomeAway and VRBO or Verbo, however people say it, are owned by the same company. They're actually, I think, both owned by HomeAway. But just they're usually for more, I would say, expensive rentals, like more vacation rentals, like bigger properties. But there are some really cool gems in there. Nine Flats is a European, is mostly in Europe, but again, kind of like an Airbnb there. And I will mention, I have actually had some success on Craigslist. I do think that that's going away a little bit because these other companies are starting to come into the market and taking more of the market share. But Craigslist, I've rented a place for Oktoberfest in Munich one time, and we actually had a place on, in Portland, Oregon off Craigslist before. Yeah, I, it's not something that I love to do because you don't have any reviews to go off of and you don't know the host or the character. There of the is person. a lot less oversight. So yeah, I think now with all so many other good resources, unless you're in a pinch, 
Yeah, just something to check out if you want to. But yeah, there isn't near as much. There isn't a company behind it who's standing behind it and going through the reviews and and you know all that kind of stuff. So those are the places that you should look. Let's talk about some of the strategies for finding good apartments. We find that it's usually best to look early. I mean, we found things one week before, two weeks before, even the night 18 before. hours before during our time in Croatia. Remember that? Now? Yes. But it's probably best to at least give yourself a few weeks in advance. That way you don't feel rushed and you can really take your time to research the different places. We have found, just to bring that Croatia story up a little bit, because this was Airbnb to the rescue, what happened, we had booked a place through Airbnb, and it was going to be a three-week rental in Croatia. And then the night before, we got an email from the hostess saying, I'm sorry, there's been a death in our family. We have a lot of family members coming to our home to deal with this issue. And uh, you know, so there we, wasn't we can't be host any, you. Yeah. I'm very sorry. You can't use the apartment. And we were in a bit of a bind, obviously. We were supposed to get on an overnight train to go down to Croatia that next morning. And I just fired away messages to everyone I could find in split Croatia, um, just saying, hey, we're coming in. Can you help us out? And we got a bunch of people willing to help us out. And the, the lady we did pick, Natasha's apartment, was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it, look early. It's going to help. But there's always, not always, there's a lot of times going to be things available even if you are looking a few days in advance only. Right. So another good tip is to make sure there are pictures of certain things. Number one... Heather's is very good at this. Yeah, because pictures can be very misleading. So kind of use your discernment and really explore the photographs. I think it's really important to check out the pictures of the bathroom. What does it look like? Does it look clean? Does it look new? Pictures of the bed. Sometimes, in especially in city apartments, the bed will actually be a, a couch that's folded out into a bed that you can notice if you're really looking at the pictures, the placement of things. They'll do pictures that make it seem like there's so much space, but it's actually just different angles. Yeah, so, we saw this. Was this in Paris? It happened a lot where it looked like you had a living room and a bedroom. But then we said, well, that looks like the same painting above the couch and above the bed. Well, that was because the couch was the, was bed. the bed, you know, fold out to the bed. So you just want to, you know, I don't think they were trying to do it on purpose. No. But it was just something that if you weren't looking closer, you probably thought, oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to have a living room. I'm going to have a bedroom. It's going to be great. And then you get there and all of a sudden it's just one little room. Yeah. And this is something that can help with your quality of the stay because if you're expecting something more and then you get there and you're disappointed, then it's not necessarily the host's fault, but then you're not having as good of an experience. Yeah. And some of these things might sound like common sense, but it's, you know, we've learned some of these the hard way. And I do think that you just want to be as diligent as possible. Again, it's not the same as a hotel. We like it more than a hotel, so usually for better. But because it's not the same as a hotel, you do want to do a little more due diligence. With that too, check out and read the reviews. You know, if you're all of the places that we mentioned look for apartments are kind of structured the same way, other than Craigslist, which we threw in there. But all of them will have reviews. Guests who have stayed there are able to leave reviews, and we'll we'll use Airbnb as an example because that's what most of you are probably most familiar with. But read, actually read through the reviews. You know, if there's 150 reviews, sure, you might not want to read through them all, but you can skim and kind of get the feel of what the apartment's like. You know, skim through the last five or six. And if someone says, like, this is the best host ever, this is the best, and they keep saying it, you're probably going to have a good idea that this is one of the best hosts ever. So look for things that, you're, that you specifically want. If you want to make sure you have really good Wi Fi or you want to make sure the place is 
roomy enough or something like that, make sure to scan the reviews and just read through them and read the last couple to kind of get a feel of what you're getting into. So the next tip is something you should do whether you're staying in a hotel, a hostel, or an apartment. But it probably is a little more important for apartments because we talked about the fact that hotels and hostels are usually going to be centrally located. Right. So, and this tip is to check the geography of a city. Use a map, use the features that they have there, and just check out the area that the apartment is because that's really important important to the joy of your trip. Yeah. And we did mention that one of the good things about having apartments is that they are going to be located all over the city or region. That's one of the things we like about apartments is that you can pick. I mean, there will be plenty in the main touristy areas. Of course, there's going to be plenty, but there are more on the outskirts or in these funky little neighborhoods. So, And that's what we like, but you don't want to get somewhere. You don't want to not do any research. Oh, this place is so cheap. This is great. Get there. And all of a sudden, the apartment is not near any public transportation or it's super far away from anywhere you want to be or it's in a bad neighborhood or anything like that. It's not hard to check the geography. I mean, a little Googling, especially in big cities, like what neighborhood should I stay in? Things like that. And on Airbnb and all these sites, they have a map function. You can actually see where it is on the map. So, you know, again, a little bit of planning is going to go a long way. And it's going to make it, as Heather mentioned, so much more enjoyable if you're near stuff that you want to do or you're near public transportation. Yeah. And another thing you could do to add on to this is to actually contact the host because on Airbnb, you can sometimes just book straight away, you know, if they if the site knows that it's available and... Yeah, you're pre-approved for booking. So right. like it, it's instant booking or whatever right. they call it. But if you want more information, you can easily just email or message, I guess. It's not actually email, but press the message button to contact the host and ask them if they haven't included a good description of the location or public transport nearby. You can ask them and they will usually respond pretty quickly. What we do, because there's a lot of cities that we go to that we've never been to before. You know, we will go and we'll be like, what are the top 10 things we should do in Prague? Oh, everyone says to go see the astronomical clock. All I will do is go on Google Maps, put an astronomical clock, look at the map, and then I will say to the host, hey, host, you know, Heather said you can message him. Hey, where? how do I get the astronomical clock from where your apartment is? And then they'll respond or you can, you know, you can see it on the map yourself if you want. But just pick a main point of reference for that city. Every city is going to have a main point of somewhere that you want to go. And just check that out. We also like to ask, a lot of times, some of them will have bikes. That's always a big feature too. You know, there's apartments that'll have bikes or something like that. So you just want to make sure that you're checking with people about how to get to the apartment and what area they're in. And again, you can do this. The reviews are some, one of the first things they'll probably say in the review is like, this is really conveniently located next to this, or "Ah, this was great, but it was a little far away. So again, check the reviews. So another good tip is to always read the description carefully, both for how good the language is and also for any specific requests from the owner. Yeah, we do this a lot of times when you're traveling internationally. It helps to have a host who speaks your language well. For us, that's English. And so when you're reading the description, you can get a feel for how good their English is just by the way that they're writing stuff. And we knew, for example, that when we were going to Tuscany, that Francesca's English was was good and that we're going to have a good time because her description was written in a way that seemed 
pretty natural for someone whose English was not their first language. Right. And we did correspond with Francesca and she was, you know, this is a good example of a host giving you so much information about the area before we even booked it. And in the in the messages, her English was also really easy to understand. So... Yeah, and one of the things with a specific request from Mona, you want to read through it. And if you do have questions, again, contact them before booking. If there are specific things that you want to know about, for example, if you're traveling with a kid or something that we don't do, you know, ask them about all the things so that you, before you get there, you have as much information as possible because that's going to help you make your stay as good as possible. Another thing you want to do, and this is a tip that I've picked up on over the, over the time that we've done it is check out the calendar and Normally, if it's booked up quite a bit, that's a good thing, right, Heth? Because it means that people have been there, the reviews are good, it's interesting to a lot of other people. But we're going to talk about negotiating deals a little bit too. If the calendar is too booked, it's not going to play into your favor when you go to negotiate a deal. So Airbnb has a great function where you can check their calendar, you can see you know, when stuff's booked and all that. So I urge you always to check the calendar beforehand because if it's not booked at all by anyone else... That might be a red flag or it might be the potential to be able to really negotiate a good deal too. Yeah. And another good tip is to contact a lot of different places. Like on Airbnb, for example, it'll save all of your message to the different hosts. So that way it's really easy to go back and review who you've messaged. That way you can have more options when you're choosing an accommodation. Yeah. And it even has a cool feature where if you write a message to a host in a certain area and then you hit contact host in the same area, but a different Airbnb host, it actually auto populates that message. So if you want to say the same thing, you can literally fire off messages to 10 or 15 people within a few minutes after you write that original message. So those are some of our strategies for finding good apartments. You want to look early as Heth is really good at. Make sure you're checking the pictures. Check out and read the reviews. You want to do some research into the geography of the city, just know where it is, especially public transportation, things like that. Check out the calendar, which will come in handy with negotiations. Always read the description carefully. Check how good their English or their language is and contact a bunch of people because you never know how many people are going to turn you down. You don't want to be have no options. The more options, the better. So those are our strategies for finding good apartments. Now, let's get into how we actually get good deals because it's one thing to find a great apartment and have a good, you know, a good experience at the apartment, but we've actually been able to find apartments that we had good experiences for for super, super cheap as well. Yeah. And it depends on the season a lot. If you're there in a high season, I think it'll be a little bit harder to negotiate. But even if you ask, you could maybe get 5% or 10% knocked off. If the calendar is open, that's why we mentioned looking at the calendar. If you're looking and there's a lot of availability for like a week or two weeks, then you know that the host might be really antsy to get someone in there and they might be more flexible with the actual cost each night. Yeah. And I think the first thing too that you have to realize is that you can always try to negotiate, right? Like it's never going to be a bad thing. I mean, they put their price on Airbnb for what they want a night. Some people will not move off that. You know, we've, we've contacted tons of people and they're like, no, this is the price. This is it. But we've also found a lot of people are happy to get that higher price, but they're also happy to have someone in at a lower price. You know, if they can get that higher price, great. So always negotiate. Also, if you're staying longer term, you have much more 
play, right, with your negotiation. So as Heather mentioned, if you look at their calendar and no one's in there for three weeks and you can come in and say, hey, we're willing to stay here for two weeks and it says that it's going to be $70 a night, but instead, can we pay you, you know, $400 for two weeks? Well, you're getting a steal. You're basically getting it half off. You're going to think that people are going to say no. More often than not, we've had a lot of success with people saying yes. Yeah, definitely. So it's worth a shot. But again, as we've mentioned in other podcasts, don't nickel and dime it so much that you're upsetting the host or you're causing yourself stress and anxiety. Yeah, you want to have a good experience. They want to have a good experience. We usually start, I think a good starting point is 50%. I mean, unless you think that they have already underpriced their apartment and it's a good deal, we sometimes start, and this is for longer term stays. If we're staying two or three nights, we might negotiate a little bit, but in the long run, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. I mean, if, if, and if you just want something easy, simple, book it, go for it, then you don't have to worry about all of this. But if you're staying a little bit longer, you want to try to get a better deal. Would it you never say two, would you say two days is kind of the breaking point or two nights or three nights is the breaking point between, all right, we're really going to maybe negotiate a little bit, but anything after is long enough that you might have some good negotiating yeah, skills. Yeah, that sounds power. about right. Okay. So yeah, anything over about three days is when we usually start to really negotiate. If you're staying for a month, Airbnb does have a cool function where some people put in weekly rates and monthly rates. So if you are looking at that and you want to see how much it is, you know, put in a month and it will show you. Now, sometimes they might have a monthly rate that they don't put on Airbnb. So if you are going to stay a month or or even a week, I'd always say, do you have a better weekly rate? And a lot of times they're going to come back and say yes. So another good thing to do is to contact a few different hosts. That way you have more options. If one person is willing to give you a better discount or deal, then you can choose that one over someone who isn't willing to negotiate at all. Yeah. And we mentioned contacting a bunch of people as as far as making sure you got a good experience, but it also helps when you're looking to get a good deal because obviously the power in negotiation is to have options. So the more people that you contact, more people that get back to you, you can then pick and choose what works best for you. Another thing with getting a good deal is do you have anything that you can offer? We've been able to work with people. You know, We have the website and the podcast and things like that. So we've been able to work with people and say, hey, if we really like our experience here, we are going to write about it on our website and we're going to let other people know. And we would do that anyway because we want you guys to know when we have good experiences. But maybe there's something that you have that you can offer a host or exchange. And maybe there's a way that you can work out a deal that then works for both people. I don't know what that is. Maybe you're a very good photographer or something like that. You you offer to take um, photographs of their property or, or all types of things. But just think of something, and this might not apply to everyone, think of something you might be able to offer in exchange for a better deal. Sometimes that, that'll work out yeah. for people as well. Thinking outside the box is really helpful in lots of situations that you wouldn't even think, you know that you would have anything to offer. But it's just a good idea to, you know, think of things that you can offer in a negotiation. Yeah. So overall, for getting good deals, just remember you can always negotiate and make sure to check the calendar. If you're going to stay long term, of course, you have more bargaining power and to contact as many people as possible. And that has really worked out for us. We've been able to score deals as low as 50% off what the actual rate of the room or of the apartment or house or whatever it is would be. So definitely realize that you can negotiate on Airbnb or on any of these apartment rental sites. So next we move on just to our overall general tips. Yeah. And these are things that 
if you haven't rented an apartment before, or even if you have, that you might want to be cognizant of because again, it is different from being in a hotel. And it's usually for the better, but here are some things that you might want to be aware of before you get into renting an apartment and kind of the things of how the process works its way out. So probably the most important thing would be to be very clear about when and where you are meeting the host to get into the apartment and when is the best time to check out. Yeah, definitely one of the most important things. And as we mentioned before, one of the main concerns of people is, well, I can't just walk up and know someone's going to be there. So it does take a little bit of planning, but make sure you don't want to arrive in a place and then realize that you had told them you were going to be there four hours earlier, four hours later, anything like that. So just make sure that you're very clear about when you're meeting. And of course, then when you're checking out as well, because you're going to have to give back the keys to someone. Yeah. And we haven't really had any issues with this. So we really have not in what, 15 to 20 apartment rentals that we rattle off in the beginning. It's always been okay for us. Okay. Another good idea is to always take advantage of the host's knowledge. Now we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but you know, this is their home or their neighborhood. They know what to do, right? I mean, they know the restaurants, they know the activities. It's one of the main reasons to rent an apartment. So don't let it go by the wayside of feeling, you know, sometimes we get to an area and we feel like, oh, we should already know this. Should we pick their brain, you know, or maybe they're not just that forthcoming with the information. But we always then sit there and say, do you have a recommendation for a restaurant or where should we go tonight or anything like that? And, you know, someone who might not seem forthcoming right away might open up and then just give you like the keys to the whole neighborhood, which is awesome. And we've had people when we were in Rome have to remember the guy didn't speak that great of English, him and his wife. No, but he pulled out the map. He put little dots on it for us. And if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to find my absolute favorite pizza in the entire world. Yeah. He's the one who led us to La Focaccia. So, you know, it just, it's all these little things that make travel really, really special. And it's, and it's when you get that recommendation and then you go there and it's magical. Well, that whole, the whole experience is magical, especially when the food is magical. Yeah. You know, we like our food. For sure. Okay. It's also a good idea to just be respectful of the property. Again, you're in someone else's home. It's not the same as being in a hotel. So just be aware of, you know, that you're keeping it clean. There's probably not like a maid service coming in and cleaning up after you at these apartments. So just really be aware of taking care of the space that you're in. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. At the other tip that we have, it's going to be, you're going to have to be a little more flexible. Again, hotels have convenience and that you can just walk up and you're there. And like Heather mentioned, there's going to be cleaning service and stuff like that. Be a little more flexible. You're going into a more unique situation, which is going to be a better situation in the long run, but things might not always work out perfectly right away. So the more, just, just know that ahead of time that there might be some things that you don't exactly understand or aren't exactly perfect way when you get there. And I can't really think of anything that we've had really that's been a bad experience or anything like that. But, you know, we have gone in with a with that mindset every time. Yeah. And in some cases, you know, if it is a bad experience, you can usually work something out. Like I know both us and another person, we had really bad Wi-Fi connections in Bali and both of us have had to move apartments or accommodations. And it's really, it's been not a big deal. At not all. a big deal at all. And the last tip, and this is more for if you're renting, sometimes you don't rent the whole apartment. Sometimes you're just renting 
a bed or a space in an apartment or in a house, like a no, shared space. That's always specified when you're booking. For so, sure. So, I mean, make sure that you know, you can even click on Airbnb, like entire house or yeah. just a room, things like that. Yeah, shared bedroom. They have, they have all types of options. But if you are sharing a space, know the ground rules before you go in. Are you allowed to use the kitchen? You know, wh- you know, where can you be? Or is it a shared bathroom? All that kind of stuff. It's not going to be as big of a deal if you have the entire apartment. But if you are going for one of these shared spaces, I would be even more cognizant of knowing the ground rules before you get there. Just so when you get there, you're not surprised by anything like that. Yeah. And I guess that really wraps it up, huh? Yeah. I mean, we love, absolutely love renting apartments. I think all the kind of, not the myths, but all the questions that people have, the downsides that they might have in the very beginning, all can be taken care of and negated by just a little bit of planning and just a little bit of mind shift to being more flexible. And if you do that, you really are going to have fantastic times. I mean, all of our apartments, some have been better than others. I mean, specifically, our farmhouse in Tuscany was amazing. Our two-bedroom apartment split was amazing. Yeah, the place in Berlin was just a great experience. We had had that really cool place in Paris in Montmartre for 10 days. I mean... And that was what 110 a night and I mean we're talking we're in Paris here so yeah, a hotel such room a great is deal. 300 such, bucks I mean just within walking distance of some of the best food restaurants bakeries in all of Paris it just if you put in the effort and you adjust your expectations you will definitely be rewarded And I think if you do it once you're going to realize how cool it was I I harken back to my parents and they were kind of wary about doing Airbnb when they were going through Spain and Portugal. I said, just try it once. And then they were they were Skyping us from like seven different Airbnb places on their trip. And hey, we're in this cave house in Granada. It's amazing. And they're showing us around. Were, Look, here's our balcony from Lisbon. And they had just had these they did a fantastic job. They had some amazing places. So it's really not that difficult. If you do it once, you're going to say, this is a really, really cool way to travel and just gives you a little bit of a different experience than what a lot of people are used to. So we urge you, check it out. Hopefully this helps you have a good experience. Hopefully this helps you get a good deal as well, because remember, you can negotiate these prices. And again, we'll link all of the things that we mentioned in the show notes. And if you are going to go through Airbnb, don't forget that if you use our link, that not only will we get $25 for yeah, for you using the link, but you get $25 off your first stay. So that's really cool that Airbnb's doing a partnership like that. You can find all that extrapackofpeans.com slash pods. Find the show notes for this episode, or you can also go to extrapackofpeans.com slash resources. And we have Airbnb linked up there. Just a reminder, guys, we are through December doing the podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday so that you guys have a chance to catch up on the 120 plus episodes. Is that not amazing? That is crazy. So we've got a lot in the archives. Check some of those ones out. And don't forget to check out our Christmas podcast and post. If you need ideas for gifts, check it out. There's 33 and a few extras in there too. So there you guys have it. And uh, have a great weekend. And until next time... Happy Happy Free free travels. Travels.